The Staggering Dragon presents Guardians of the Wills, a Star Wars podcast. And now here are your hosts, Neil and Dustin. Hey everybody, I'm Dustin. And uh, I'm Gary. This might come as a shock to you, but uh, Neil had more important things to do. Believe me, he had more important things to do. <laughs> I get to fill in his shoes, and man, they are big, big shoes to fill. So um, uh, I'm, I'm just honored to be here uh, this week filling in for Neil. Uh, but for right now, it is time for the Feature D20 Radio Network podcast of the episode. Dustin? And that podcast is Shared Sagas, an Australian actual play podcast. Check out their latest episode where the gang continues their play of Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars role-playing game, Beyond the Rim. In this exciting installment, the crew make their way to a dangerous planet on the outermost edge of the galaxy and encounter all manner of dangers. You can find this and many other great podcasts at d 20 Radio. Man, if I had a if I had a desk job or a coding job, something like that, I would be able to. I would have more time to listen to podcasts like that, and that's <laughs> one of those that I would really love to listen to. Um, but it's good. You, sh- you should. I, I I've heard a little bit of it, but I just haven't had time. You know. Anyway, real life sucks. <laughs> when I'm retired, <laughs> then maybe I'll have time. But in the meantime. How about some cantina talk? We wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Pull up a stool and grab a glass of blue milk. It's time for cantina talk. So our cantina talk this week, we are going to talk about the Legos Star Wars holiday special that premiered on Disney Plus here a few weeks ago. And I think we both got a chance to check that out. Gary, what were your initial thoughts of the old Lego holiday special? Well, it's funny because we're sitting there trying to figure out something to watch as a family. And, uh, you know, all these different uh, possibilities came up. And and, uh, my youngest nine-year-old Levi is... Uh, wanting to watch the Legos, uh, and and and, uh, and my wife Tracy, they both said, "Let's watch the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special," which I'm all in favor of. But the older one, you know, 13 year old Liam, he's like, "No, I don't want to watch that." And it was like, "No, you sit down. We're going to watch this together." <laughs> the the best way to to get your kids to enjoy something is to force them to do it, right? Yes, uh, <laughs> that's good parenting. <laughs> anyway, it didn't take very long, and he was totally into it. So it was uh, it was uh, very much uh, entertaining. I, you know, I, I'm going to make this comment later on when we get into our prime focus. But one of the things that was a little bit difficult for me to take was, of course, the the change in all of their voices totally understand why they're doing it totally understand it just um it, it just uh, kind of lends a, 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 a just a small amount of unfamiliarity to each of the individual characters but um it was very much entertaining did that bother you you know the only the only real takeaway that i had from it i was kind of whatever with the whole thing like as a whole I didn't really, I didn't hate it. I didn't really, like, think it was the greatest thing ever. I, I don't think it was the greatest Lego thing. Yeah. Lego Star Wars thing that we've been offered. But um, it really made me realize that I wanted to know what was happening post Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Which was weird that that's what I got out of it. But that's a, that's a... Uh, I think that's a really cool thing that it did for us because, you know, there's for so many of us, there was just a, a, a fatigue that came from 
the 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 trilo- the the third trilogy and yeah it, it, you know it, we were ready for that storyline to be over for for many of us um and and uh the fact that it brought that emotional response out of you and out, out of so many of us i think is 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 very cool it brought us back to those characters again um right you know the the whole idea of time travel and all that stuff you know obviously they they caused multiple paradoxes through the entire thing and we are <laughs> not going to even touch on that aspect of it but you know it's just like uh, you go back to the the terminator sarah connor sarah connor chronicle series that was out and they totally wrote themselves into a hole in that series in my opinion um by with right. all of the time travel that they did and i you know i think i think they would have easily done that in this if you really want to take it that serious but um yeah <laughs> uh, it was super entertaining yeah it was fun it was fun so there was a little bit of a touch on it but there's been some drama out there lately about people upset with um well, the child, which obviously we don't have to call him the child anymore, but um, <laughs> the child eating the eggs of the frog lady. Mm. But we never heard that about Chewbacca cooking up porgs. <laughs> you know? it's That's I, true. I'm assuming That's it's true. because they're not sentient, I guess. Uh, I guess we draw the line there, but... They're awfully cute, and they're awfully, uh, you know, they're awfully close to pets. But anyway, and you know, let's not let's not just totally gloss over the fact that the Ewoks were gonna eat Luke and Han and Chewbacca exactly at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I mean, they were having them for dinner, but they're still a toy. They were still fun. <laughs> Nobody got all up in arms about you know. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. That's uh, too funny. Anyway, I, I, that was just something that came to mind while I was watching that, uh, especially with all of the recent hubbub about the eggs, which, right? I don't know. Eggs are tasty. So. I don't know. I would have eaten them. They look delicious. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Let's, uh, if, if you get a chance to, you know, if you're sitting around and don't have anything to watch, watch the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. It's entertaining. If you got kids, I'm sure they'll probably like it. Yeah, it's fun. So let's jump into our prime focus. Oh, yes, let's do. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away... time for this episode's Prime Focus. All right. Our Prime Focus for this episode is quite the bombshell of an episode. We're talking about The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, entitled The Jedi. Lucky 13. So we're going to do what's never been done before, and that is a commentary about a TV show. (laughs) So... If you guys want to follow along with us, get your Disney Pluses up, and get ready to hit play. We're going to hit play on go, so everybody get ready. One, two, three, go. All right. Recap. Got a little recap going. Kind of had to make some guesses about what was going to happen as as is the case every single week <laughs> I'll be honest I I spoiled it just a little bit for myself I usually don't get on the internet to try to see what's coming up but I did see that uh the title of this episode was speculated to be the Jedi mm. and then Neil had told me that Dave Filoni was the one that was going to be directing this episode. So I kind of figured we were going to see Ahsoka Tano in this one. Yeah. Which I'm kind of 
I'm kind of bummed out that that got leaked. Kind of bummed out that that got leaked like six months ago or whenever it was. Yeah. Katie Sackhoff is perfect as Bo-Katan. I mean, obviously, she's done Bo-Katan forever, but she looks like her. As much oh, yeah. as the jump across. And I know you guys talked about this on previous weeks, but I love Katie Sackhoff. She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. You know, and I gotta say, I gotta, I gotta air this out here on the air right now, that our buddy Mike, about six months ago, we had this big, you know, message back and forth with our group of Ahsoka possibly being in the Mandalorian, and I was the first one to say they will never cross over animated characters into live action anything. I said they'll never do it. I was wrong. <laughs> I I still I remember you saying it. I remember like it was yesterday and I'm I'm glad you were wrong, Dustin. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and they so had good. already done it because uh, we had uh, oh Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One. Saw Guerrera. Oh yeah, yeah. Michael so Bean. The precedent had been set. I know, I, I noticed that. So John this is Connor's after. Dad, speaking of the I was going to say this is after he uh, he uh, creates uh, uh, Mr. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, I, they, there she is. They didn't they didn't wait around at all. I love <laughs> that right there. She not only cuts out a chunk of the tree, but uses it as a weapon. Right. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Shiny. These helmets are badass, too. Oh, yeah. Can I cuss on this podcast? Well, you can say ass. That's probably about it. Yeah. Do you see where that actress's godfather is Bruce Lee? I did not. Yeah. She's the goddaughter of Bruce Lee, I think is what it... Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Uh-oh. Not going to go well for you. See, she, she she just did the same thing to that guy. She used she should have used the chunk of his body as a weapon as well. <laughs> oh, looks so good. Looks so good. Show yourself. Hey, what... Uh... What timestamp are you on right now? 4.03. Okay. You? Well, um, I've got two different ones going here, and one of them's not working as well as the other. Uh -huh. I'm going to jump to the other one. I'm about four. I'm almost 4.30. Is that about where you're at? 4.31, 4.32, yes. Those HK-75 yep, okay. assassin droids are awesome. They oh, should man. have been more awesome, in my opinion. I thought they were a, a, a little bit of an unused or an un, uh, unfulfilled uh, potential in this episode. Straight out of uh, Knights of the Old Republic video game. Yeah. Well, face the consequences. You have one day to decide. He's so fantastic. So the headdress is that she looks CGI. Every... Sorry. Oh, uh, oh well, I was you know I was just gonna say she looks every bit of Ahsoka. Um. To me, that looks like some kind of foam type of something or other. There are head tails. Yeah, the head tails, every once in a while, there's a little bit of movement in them that I thought seemed artificial. Like more artificial, mm. not necessarily artificial, but not quite there. It didn't react if it, as it would have if it had actually been on her. 
I got you. That's what I uh, every I, I've seen the episode twice now. This is number three, but that's just something that came to me as we were going through it. I got gotcha. you. So let's talk about uh, what you and I talked about earlier was the length of the head tails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the, before you before we do that, him getting down off of there and climbing back up, you know, you know Yoda would have done a double backflip and landed on the seat, obviously. And he's just <laughs> not, he hasn't gone through enough training to get to that point yet. But um, super right. cute. I just I love the way it was done and the ball looks like a Death Star it does look like a little Death Star it's got the trench running through it you know <laughs> <laughs> right there it in that does. scene it totally looked like it yeah um okay so the head tails yeah 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 so time wise this is what nine years ABY yeah it's so it's like However many years after Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's been some years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I think it's 9 ABY. And if we go back and look at... Oh, the guy with the, the targeting scope right there. <laughs> yep, from A New Hope. Oh, yeah. It's the same guy. Pew, pew. He's just wearing something different. <laughs> um. But if we look at the end of Rebels, and you look at... Because the end of Rebels is four years before this, right? The very last mm -hmm. scene in Rebels. Her head tails are down um, kind of mid-torso. And they're a little mm -hmm. bit shorter here. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing that I was going to that I was gonna say. I, I love the big creatures, by the way. It's just that they look hungry. Yeah. All the trees are stripped yes. and they don't have anything to eat. You know, I, I was speaking of her head tails. I think about uh, how long shock tees were. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty long. And then in the Mortis trilogy from the Clone Wars, when Ahsoka has the vision of herself in the future, they're really long like shock tees are yeah. or were. So I was kind of surprised that they were still this short, but I, I don't know. So maybe you can cut them? Like yeah, hair? I don't, I don't know. know. They're hollow. They're supposedly hollow, right? I don't know. Well, that's what that's. If you read the write up on Togruta's the the head tails and and uh, which they have a name as well, but they're hollow and you know a sensory organ. But my question. You notice. Oh, Go, sorry. I was just going to say, my question about it was, um, if if they're making enough changes, obviously we have a new new actress playing Ahsoka, so no new voice. We've got a transition from uh, from how we've seen her in Clone Wars, how we've seen her in Rebels, to this. I wondered if it was uh, Filoni's way of of reducing the number of changes to. Uh, maintain a, a you know familiarity with the character. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, it sacrifices some detail, um, but that that's kind of that point that I that I had mentioned earlier. I love the door, by the way, on there. Um, <laughs> kind of interesting the way that's done. But sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I was gonna say um, the little uh, the on the wall of this uh, city or town or whatever that little structure at the very very top is a ralph mccrory design from an old uh piece of concept art from star wars that they use the same design in uh the force awakens in the little town in on jakku where ray goes to sell her her parts her scavenged parts to and so it's still got that same ralph mccrory design that's cool. And I was going to say this whole this whole town really really reminds me of something that Ralph McQuarrie would have painted. Okay, so my wife told me that that guy, um, the guy he meets on the street here in the alley with his kids, 
is a Disney Imagineer. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought he was going to get jacked right there. Yeah. And you see the decorative top on that structure back there. They keep repeating that same type of design, which I think is really cool. And then these prisoners that they've got up here. Those cages that are is great. Awesome. Yeah. When she says earlier, put him in the cage or cage him up or whatever. Don't know quite mm -hmm. what to expect, but you know, can you imagine you gotta stand in there and you cannot oh. let yourself fall forward or you're gonna get shocked. Yeah, that's that'd be brutal. terrible. That's pure torture <laughs> but you talk about a tale of two cities right here holy cow yeah so check out that little structure back there it, it really looks like um, the Huttese type of uh, architecture yeah it does you know yeah it's pretty cool Come forward. You are Mandalorian. damn straight very uh like uh what like japanese type of uh scenery yep. going on here i agree i agree it's got a feel of um of your old school martial like arts samurai era movies. movies yeah yeah samurai movies samurai movies hoping we were going to see some crazy thing coming out of the water that's what I thought, too. I was like, what is she feeding in there? It's just a koi pond. Yeah. <laughs> Space koi. <laughs> so that 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 robot or that droid has got to be CGI, right? So it, they, they cut from the scene where it actually hands the spear to her. So I'm guessing it was CGI getting up to that point. Cause it, and then you think that's just uh, like a stand-in prop, standing, just standing still. Oh, I bet they just added it in afterward. I bet it's not even there when they're when they're filming. You think so? That'd be my guess. It's amazing how much, how much this TV show and Neil and I have talked about it multiple times, but how much it's movie quality. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, we've gotten to that point. We got to the point that George Lucas wanted to get to so many years ago. Of he can have a a weekly TV show that is movie quality Star Wars. And that's why I made the post the other day. I mean, after watching this episode, the previous like all of the episodes of The Mandalorian, who needs live action? Who, who or who needs a feature film or uh, animated series anymore? It's just not necessary. We may not have feature films. <laughs> uh, there may not be a whole lot of those moving forward, especially yeah. for Star Wars. But as, I don't think. But as you guys mentioned, we might be paying more for Disney Plus when these things start coming out too. That that's true. That's true. This whole scenery, this whole like the walled city and all that stuff, really reminds me of. Uh, the old Tales of the Jedi comic. Yeah. It it really gives me that kind of vibe. And I was totally digging it. You know, there's a lot of slapstick in this show. But there's like none in this episode. <laughs> you know? He should have, like, as he's right. going through these trees, bumped his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there is a little bit. I guess there is a little bit coming up here. And I don't know if it's slapstick at that point, but the just the humor that. This is very, um, this, this whole middle part of this episode is uh, a lot like the middle of Empire Strikes Back when Luke finds Yoda on Dagobah. Yeah, I agree. And the whole, like, talking about the force and training in the force and all of that stuff right i thought we were gonna have a uh have a sand per sand people uh attack right here where he's looking through the the visor and 
And then the attack happens. You know what I mean? Right. Right there. She's going to pop in. (laughs) (laughs) That Beskar is something else, isn't it? Yeah. So we learned that Beskar can repel lightsaber attacks. Yep. Which would make the fabled Mandalorian Jedi Wars, you know, that much more interesting. If we know that Mandalorian armor can do that, they would they would be almost on par with Jedi in a battle. Yeah. Have to do that to keep it somewhat uh somewhat uh you know, fair. <laughs> it's like um Cortosis armor from Legends and from the role-playing games. Mm, yeah. I love this scene. That there's not a word spoken between them. <laughs> love it. Yeah. It's just great. That that view right there of the moon behind with the clouds in front. Right. And that, and that gnarly tree going across the top. It's just awesome. Fusion Lantern. You can pick those up in uh, the equipment section of the role-playing game book. It also it also serves to uh, to zap insects, right? So it keeps the mosquitoes away. <laughs> <laughs> the wrinkles in the head tails are very cool. See, yeah, yeah. That that right there that tells me that they yeah, are on her. I saw a move that that, that that's yeah that's makeup. Yeah, that's makeup. Yeah. And very well done makeup. You know, my wife brought up, she wondered if Rosario Dawson had trouble with anything because those were covering up her ears and she probably couldn't hear very well. Yeah. I wonder if that was a challenge at all. I'm sure it was. But, I mean, she looks just like her. Oh, yeah. Just... Like her. Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka Tano here. I'm mean, just perfect. And to have to finally see her, one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. I love Ahsoka. She is, and I know that a lot yep. of people people share that exact same sentiment. And to have her finally appear and and, and just without a without a hitch anywhere, she's perfect. Yep. Uh. Levi, my youngest, said, "Well, that's not her same voice." I'm like, "Well, it's." it's a, he picked it up, the first word mm-hmm. she said. <laughs> I was like, well, they had to make. It, it makes you wonder if they tried to have Ash- Ashley Eckstein do a dub over. I wonder if they even tried it, and maybe they were like, "Ah, oh, that just doesn't work." Uh I don't know how much Rosario Dawson is being paid for this, but. You know, she's not to take anything away from Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein, but um, Rosario Rosario Dawson is obviously a a bigger actress than (laughs) Ashley is. So um, it would take away from actually having Rosario doing this this role if you changed her voice. And it's not that much different. It's it's not. No. And there's been so much time pass. People get older, their voices change. I mean, it's totally... There, there's nothing weird about it at all. Our voices change, we lose our hair, you know, that kind of stuff happens when we get old. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, oh, those wrinkles. Makes me wonder if they intentionally put those wrinkles in if it happened and they decided you know what let's leave it in there because it adds yeah Yeah. adds a little that's what i wondered if it's if it's some kind of foam something or other and when it it bent it 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 wrinkled like that or kind of creased up a little bit because that's what it looks like but yeah it it looks natural 
Oh, yeah. All right, so you look at the child. He's green, wrinkled, hairy, right? And right. if you go back to uh, Empire Strikes Back, when Luke first meets Yoda, he makes some comment about... Uh, about not expecting that a Jedi Master would look like that or something to that effect. And Yoda says, what, uh, uh, hope you look as good uh, after a thousand years or whatever, right? Well, mm-hmm. it, there's not that much difference between, <laughs> you know, the child and Yoda. It, what, what are they going to do later on? What does he, like, reach? Does he get acne during his his teenage years when he's 130 or what? <laughs> he is really moody. Actually, he is kind of already moody. He's kind of a little butt face. Yeah, he is a little bit. He of... comes right down to it. Yeah, he is. But that's why we like him. Yeah, I love the relationship between him and, and uh, Mando. I guess we have to stop calling Mando Mando at this point, too. Hmm. And we have a name. He doesn't understand. He does. <laughs> so what did you think about that? I love it. It took me just a second to... I don't know, my hearing's not as good as it used to be. Is it Grogu? Grodu? Drogu? <laughs> I wasn't sure. And then... My sons spelled it out for me because their hearing's a lot better. <laughs> like, I don't want to rock. It's not shiny. Like, what's going on in his head right now? Is he... The puppetry is just fantastic. Yeah. When you can get puppetry right, as opposed to, I, I don't care how much money you spend on CGI, when puppetry is right, it will always look better I agree. than any CGI you can spend money on. And all of the little subtle... Um, the extra motors and uh, actuators that it takes to get all of the the, um, the 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 emotions in their face is just the fact yeah. that they're at that point is oh my gosh it's so great. No. Yes. <laughs> he called me by my name. And now we're going to figure out why there was such an emphasis made on the ball at the beginning of the episode. Got that right. Foreshadowing. And I love the fact that he turned it. Except I was hoping that he was going to do what Yoda does when he starts when he gets the uh Oh, the the platform in the Senate chamber spinning, right? So he starts moving both of his mm. hands. I was kind of thought, all right, is he going <laughs> to yeah. do that? You know, but no, he didn't. <laughs> Don't point the laser at him. It's a Death Star, dude. Like, I'm not going slow. I want this thing now. <laughs> Just like a kid. Right. Yep. I knew you could do it. Very good. You formed a strong attachment to him. This complicates things. You cannot train him. What? Why not? You've seen what he can do. Yeah, this is kind of interesting how she pretty much refuses to train him. All the more reason and it, it it's it's mirroring Yoda not wanting to train Luke oh, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back. And because of what she saw Anakin go through with 
his yeah. emotional attachments to everything and but yeah all jedi it uh, i mean to some extent you know obi-wan had the emotional attachment to satine it they they yep. all they're you know unless they're a droid as far as i can tell <laughs> in star wars they all have emotions eh, verpine maybe not <laughs> That's the kind of weird thing that I always thought about with the Jedi in Star Wars after George Lucas made the prequels and we learned about, you know, the no attachment and all that stuff. And half the things that Anakin said about, you know, how are we supposed to want to even care to protect anybody if we don't emotionally care for somebody, you know... I mean, I can kind of see what George Lucas was trying to get at. It's like this whole Eastern philosophy. Oh, definitely. Like Buddhist monk kind of thing going on. Yep. But at the same time, if you're a human being, that's that's nearly impossible, which maybe that's why there's so few Jedi, because it's hard to attain that level, I guess. Yeah, being able to separate your emotions from your actions. Right. So. When you were in the city, did you see any prisoners? I saw three villagers strung up just outside the inner gate. We must find a way Interesting that he used the term strung up. I love up. the design. The designs. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> Sorry. I love the designs of everything. Um, Mando's got that rifle slung across his back, and you can always see the stock sticking up. Yeah. Just always, it reminds me of the the you know where that came from from the cartoon from the original holiday special, but I just love the way everything looks. The industrial feel of everything that we're seeing here, with the smokestacks in the background mm. in that last scene as you were coming up to the city, and the fact that the land yeah. is stripped, stripped of yeah. trees and everything, you know, of leaves. Uh, well done very well done definitely uh, definitely gets gets you to uh, to kind of hate these people and of course it's it's what the it's what the empire has done yep so she cut through the middle of the bell that was annoying <laughs> what do you think the two the two ropes just couldn't handle the weight of the bell or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the physicist in me is com starts complaining <laughs> about those little things. <laughs> it's more dramatic that way. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and as my dad always said, when we watch shows, well, why did that happen? Cause it was in the script. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a Western in space, isn't it? It is. And it's also, it's a Western and it's also a samurai movie. Oh, yeah. At the same time, uh. which is kind of what Star Wars is and what Dave Filoni really likes to do. Yeah, he does it well. So well. Yeah, he's really good at it. Oh, the, the Filoni-Favreau combination is... Oh, just so, so good for us. So good for Star yeah. Wars. Hmm. Your bounty hunt has failed. Tell me what I want to know. Where is your master? Take off the piece of shoulder that has the uh, mud horn on it. <laughs> I wonder how much uh, sword fight training that Rosario, Rosario Dawson had. Yeah, I wondered about that too. I don't know if she has any, or if that's a stunt double at that point, or, you know. Right, right. Well, it's a good thing that we can't tell if it is a stunt double. We have no idea. Right. 
seeing that guy's skeleton when he got shocked there was really, really cool, I, too. I agree. That was very cool. I think they missed an opportunity here to have to show Mando flying in to, you know, they could have done something a little bit different there, mm. in my opinion, but he definitely jumped in and saved the day, so. Is this where we see, oh. Michael Bean's, uh armor reminds me of Dengar. Dengar's armor a little bit. Yeah? Lothcat right there? You see it? He, yeah, well, Lothcat running around. Yeah. Get another shot of him here pretty quick. Yeah, right. Lothcat, Lothcat. There he is. There he is. Yeah, that Le <laughs> Levi, my my youngest, has seen Rebels all the way through, I don't know how many times now. And immediately, he's like, oh, is that a Lothcat? Just immediately. <laughs> Allie, he's... His percept, uh, his extremely perceptive. Yeah, this isn't gonna go well for you, there, dude. Dundroid. Droids haven't like historically stood much of a chance against lightsabers. That's a that's a very cool scene right there. I love that droid hopping up and doing that flip up onto the roof. Mm. Yeah. Super cool. Very well done. And a standoff. Yep, your okay corral. Oh yeah. Type of standoff here. <laughs> And I'm talking about the Star Trek OK Corral. I'm not talking about Tombstone OK Corral. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you're through with the Jedi. Looks that way. <laughs> need, to, need to get William Shatner in that scene somewhere. <laughs> he might be a little too uh, rotund at this point. <laughs> no offense, Will. Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Look like she's standing on that rock in the middle of the lake right there in that scene, but this perspective. Again, not a word spoken. Go time. Oh, yeah. It's just go time. <laughs> so my wife while we were watching this pointed out she was like Ahsoka hasn't used her like one of her lightsabers where she's holding it backwards right like she did in the Clone Wars so much right and that that got answered here pretty quick oh yeah yeah as soon because as she, she does did, hold it that way and she lost that other one it was like oh baby here we go She's about to lay down the law. And really cool that we established that the Beskar can, you know, repel lightsabers like that so that you can have a fight between somebody with a lightsaber and somebody that doesn't have one. That's right. not just a one-sided fight now. Yeah. <laughs> Could be your side. Could be my side. That magistrate has some skills. I love how he's listening to see what what's going on. Right, right. Spell. And as soon as you, you can hear tell what's happening, as soon as you hear the Beskar, the 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 staff fall <laughs> to the ground or the spear fall to the ground, it's not a staff or a spear. Whatever it is. 
And where does he think he's going to shoot Mando, by the way? Right. <laughs> like, and... in the neck. Which this is not. He's trying to bluff him out of it. And she inverts. There it is. Perfect. Do you think Rosario Dawson had seen everything there is to see of Ahsoka Tano before she accepted this role? I always wonder stuff like that about the people that take these roles, like how much Star Wars they've consumed. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta wonder she was approached. Oh, quick draw McGraw. Blew him right off his feet. But uh you know she was probably approached about playing Ahsoka. Sure. <laughs> I mean, just like turn and shoot and right in the head. I mean, <laughs> he rolled. I don't know what he rolled there. It's got to be a triumph. Here huh? comes. Where is Grand Admiral uh, oh, boy. What did she just, say? Yeah. That, oh, my God. That really takes it up a notch, doesn't it? Oh, God. Which, of course, now, I mean, I. Is this going to lead to an Ahsoka series? Is this uh, how much? How much is she being paid? Was, is she expected to be in more than one episode here? Uh, if 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 the Mandalorian follows suit with what we saw in the first season, then all of these characters that they meet along the way are going to come back together at some point to fall to fight at the end. If they do the same thing in this season that they did in the first season, right? So right. we would see a Rosario for a uh, at least one uh, a second, or we would see Ahsoka for at least a second episode in this season. Um, you know, I I don't know if we will. This might be it. This is um, a lot of people are speculating that this is what they call a backdoor pilot. Yeah, where you know you have you you try something out in a series that's already going. And so this is Ahsoka's pilot yeah. in the middle of this series. And it's going to be spun off into her own show. And it sure feels to me right here like that might have been it for Ahsoka for this season, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we'll probably see Bo-Katan. Yeah, again. I think that whole... that. The, the the Moff Gideon all that beef has got to come to a head yeah um which, yeah cause they're tracking they're tracking Mando right he looks very Yoda like there definitely he's sleepy been using the force all day <laughs> all night that's a cool scene right there. Cool shot. Yeah. Mando holding his baby. <laughs> the last scene or the last episode when when Grogu throws up on himself with the green cookie or blue <laughs> cookie or whatever it is. Just awesome. This I mean, the Thrawn mentioned is is amazing you know it, 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 there's there's so many places that they could go with this is this going to lead to um you know with Thrawn being chist does this get us to the outer um the unknown uh regions and make some tie in yeah. with the empire is what yep. you know it, it's i got to believe it that it does yeah and the big rumor was before the Mandalorian came out is we were going to see the beginnings of the first order. And I'm pretty sure we're starting to see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And it's starting to happen. Yeah. There's a chance the Jedi may sense his presence and come searching for him. Now we get another, when you get another name 
for a planet here in this final scene, Tython. Yeah. And that is straight out of uh, Legends. Is it? In the Old Republic MMO, where uh, it was the original home of the Jedi. So we're getting more stuff pulled out of the Expanded Universe stuff, which is great. Oh, yeah. And she says she says he'll take his path, and only a, a Jedi will respond. So and there's let's not stop that many. for a second. The only one I know of is... One guy named Luke Skywalker. <laughs> well. Now, I don't know if they're going to bring that character in. I would be shocked if they did. But at this point, Ahsoka Tano, I'm watching her on TV. So anything is possible in my mind right now. Well, the other possibility, and we know of this possibility because, well, Filoni created him. And he's got to be pushing... Jedi status at this point, I would imagine, is Ezra Bridger. Right. If he's, I mean, that, obviously, the other name. If, if we know that Thrawn, based on this, we know Thrawn survived. Um, we've got to assume that Ezra survived. You know, they were looking for him at the end of yep. Rebels. <sighs> Why shouldn't we see Ezra Bridger, Bridger in this series? It's a definite possibility, that's for sure. There's so many questions. Oh. This this one episode raised so many questions, and it was just, I mean, kind of the culmination of things I didn't think would ever happen, like I was saying before, bringing the, so many of the animated characters into this and not being afraid of bringing in stuff from an animated series because you always hear the excuse from critics and stuff that, like, well, you can't do that because not everybody's familiar with all of this stuff. Well, they obviously don't give a rip about that anymore <laughs> because right. they know there's enough people that know who that is and that are familiar with all these people that that's that's who we're getting. It, it already... The first season probably already drew in enough people that were just casual Star Wars fans to watch it. And now it's like, okay, we already got them... We don't really care who we're specifically focusing this towards anymore. We're going to do what we want, and that is we're going to tell the stories that we want to tell regardless of where, you know, all of the origins for these things came from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They They've developed really really rich characters already yes it was in a different medium um i don't know is animated uh, is animation a different medium from live action cgi whatever um i guess it's technically the same medium because it's television but um a, a different format i suppose uh right Right. Why not carry it over? Why not? Why not continue a rich storyline that that um, that just just uh, the characters are all there. You've got a fan base based off of those characters. Let's just keep it going. Yeah, yeah. I can't, and it's been. I awesome. can't wait. <laughs> like people, people have posted. Uh, you know, I made a comment about this on Facebook, and I've gotten responses like, "And they expect us to uh, wait another week for another episode? Come on!" You know, I I, I agree. Yeah, uh, Lisa, you're right. Uh, but uh, oh, I can't wait. I want another episode right now. But so we're gonna we're gonna jump into the to the last thing that Neil and I usually do, and we usually give a severed limb rating. At, at this point in this TV series, this is ridiculous to even rate anything anymore because the episode that Bo-Katan was on, Neil and I fanboyed out and gave it a five. And we don't usually give a whole lot of anything a five. Um, the episode after that, where we had, uh, we, they went back to Navarro and fought against the Imperials, and we saw the clone tanks and talked about M count and clone blood and all this stuff and dark troopers. 
We fanboyed out on that one and joked about how it was better than the last one, and we gave the last one a five. Freaking Ahsoka Tano's in this one, so, I mean, I don't even know what to rate anything anymore. Well, I have a suggestion. This is continued, continuing to be one of the best Star Wars-related things we've had in quite some time. So, I know that you guys have a, you have it set with the, 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 um, with five being the highest um, uh, severed limb rating that you can have, but right. this is I, I I think I think you're um, I think you're maybe being a little bit um, uh, if I can go so far as to say um, racist when you <laughs> when you limit it to so you've you've taken away the possibility of an Ardenian. Um, species, species, speciesist. Okay, yeah, I guess that you know, I, I don't know. We always talk about the, there's only one race, the human race, right? So you know, well, there's Ardenian, Ardenians, and you know, anyway, Ardenians had four arms. We're talking this true. goes up to seven severed limbs. So, yeah. um, and and yeah, you can go. Uh, the Kaminoans had, didn't they have four or four arms as well? The uh, uh, ba- ba- basil- basilisks. Oh yeah, that okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. They, I think they had four arms. Yeah, Cayman Owens had two. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would have, in my opinion, based on your five severed limbs uh, uh, rating scale, I would have given this a six. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she and then she uh, mentioned Thrawn. So I've got to take it up to a seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, seven it, Ardenian you know, it, limbs. <laughs> it's interesting because I mentioned this last time on the show at the end. You know, if I, I was speculating about Thrawn being in it and all that stuff, and and now we actually get the name in an episode. Yep. It's bringing Thrawn back to the original timeline that he was in the expanded universe in the early 90s when we first met Thrawn. Like, like they're, they're bringing all of this stuff back into this area that is so familiar for people like us to just, it, I don't know, just fanboy squee over it all. Well, gosh, the beauty of it—you know—you look at the 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 uh, the newest trilogy of films, and it and it drove a wedge between uh, between the 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 expanded universe fanboy and the 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 young up and coming Star Wars fans, right? So, um, right. I, having never read or having read only a few of the or a, a small amount of the expanded universe, I, I don't, I don't, I did not get that same feel. But I can understand and I can completely understand. And we've had this conversation multiple times, um, uh, where that sentiment comes from when they've changed things so very much. Um, but I just have this, I, I just have this feeling that. Favreau and Filoni have all of that in mind, and they're trying to they're trying to mend any uh, any uh, wounds that were created by that that newest trilogy, and yeah. they're doing it uh, just perfectly, absolutely perfectly. Yeah, um, they are. They they have the details in mind. They have the story and the potential storylines in mind. They have. It all there, and they and they are running with it so very nicely. It's interesting because I think sometimes the things that pop in my head are, you know, are do Filoni and Favreau take more care with this than say J.J. Abrams may have, and it might not even be that. It's just I'm sure I know. J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson poured their hearts and souls out in what they did and worked tirelessly to get those, you know, projects done. But sometimes it's just taking the right person for the right job, regardless of 
I don't know, your experience or how good you are at something. It's just having that right fit yeah. for what it is makes things, you know, much better than if you had somebody else yeah. at the helm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've said it multiple times. I was worried when I heard Abrams was at the at the wheel of Star Wars. Um, that he was taking on the Force Awakens just because of what um, Star Trek turned into. Star Trek, mm-hmm. which for me, the Next Generation was was the, you know was what made Star Trek great. It was cerebral. It was philosophical. And now all of a sudden, it's an action movie. You know, and which right. I understand. There was action in the original Star Wars. There was action um, in in the Next Generation. There's been action throughout, but that's what it was. First and foremost, it, the 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 deep philosophy, the the intellectualism that that uh, the next generation brought into uh, Star Trek, um, and and the 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 Prime Directive. You know, look at the Prime Directive itself. It almost went out the window with with uh, yes. the new the new Star Trek. <laughs> so I was very worried. Incidentally. Uh, do you do you listen to um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend? I don't know. Uh-uh. So he interviews Abrams in one episode, and mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe he does it in a couple episodes, but uh, I, I know there's one episode and um, and one quote or one line in there, one one little section just makes me laugh. But Abrams um, is talking about when he was directing The Force Awakens, and. He's sitting there in the middle of it, and he does use some inappropriate language that I won't repeat on this show. <laughs> but but he looks up and he realizes, oh my gosh, I have two groups of of um, uh, you know bad guys in front of me. Um, one of them, every single one of the members of the group of this group is bald with a beard, and the other one looks like a bunch of um, what did he K-pop. Uh, 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 K-pop <laughs> band members, or something to that effect, and he said he had to get up and walk behind the you know stage or whatever. He had to walk behind a screen for a little bit and you go, "What have I done?" <laughs> uh, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. But and and there are times when I ask, "What have you done, JJ? What have you done?" But uh, I, you know, I I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed that that trilogy and um i love but i love the detail and the deep thinking that filoni and favreau are putting into this and uh, i can't yeah. be more pleased with where star wars is and is going right now yep perfect agreed agreed well that's a good place to end this we're we're about We've about hit the hour mark, so let's wrap this sucker up. Um, you guys can find Guardians of the Wills on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, thestaggeringdragon.com, and d20radio.com. Email us at stagdragpodcast, say that three times in a row, at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and we always encourage you to leave us comments and feedback and let us know what you thought of Chapter 13, The Jedi. The music on this podcast is by the band Galactic Empire. Yeah. Ah, I hope to be able to join you guys again one of these days. Uh, yeah. Thanks for filling in. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> it was an honor. I'm, Neil was Neil was pretty disappointed that he was going to have to miss this episode, but uh, I'm sure. Uh, he's got he's got better things to do right now. So yep. Hopefully he'll be back for the next one, and if he's not. We might just ask you to come back anyway. Well, uh, I'm available if you need me, but um, uh, <laughs> but but uh, um, you know, always love listening to, uh, to Neil and you talk about Star Wars um, every single week. So uh, it's been a pleasure. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for thanks for stopping in. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next time, and may the force, force of, of others, others be, with be with you. I wanted to say it too. I love it. <laughs> You've been listening to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm and is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. 
Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?